I've written quite a few books. Started writing when I was a kid. I published my first book in I think 2005. A couple of my books, quite a few of my books, have hit the Amazon bestseller list. But I really feel like I'm writing my debut novel right now because it's been so long since I really put myself out there. Because depression is a thing. So, in a lot of ways, I'm rebooting my entire career right now. And I kind of want to talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about this like sheer terror that I've been going through because I really feel like I'm working on my second debut novel right now. And in, in a lot of ways I am. You see, when I when I talk about, you know, I had some Amazon bestsellers, that I don't know how they would have performed <laughs> on the other lists because I don't know if you know this or not, and you should, especially if you're a writer or if you take the list very seriously. You have to be available wide to be included in either the USA Today or the New York Times list. And neither one of those lists is actually made off of pure sales. So there's, there's, you can really go down the rabbit hole and learn a lot about how these are done, but they're not just pure sales numbers that make those lists. But because my books weren't wide at the time, because I was an early partner writer with Amazon, I, I was publishing exclusively on Amazon digitally. After my first book came out, I got contacted by them and I published exclusively in their um, shorts program. I was writing with them when they were putting PDFs in your digital locker before there was a Kindle, before there was the, really an ebook standard. Yeah, I, I got roped into the Amazon ecosystem very early. And because of that and the relationship that I had developed with them back then, it just didn't even dawn on me to go outside of it because, you know, they were sending me checks, <laughs> you know, I had work that was selling. I had a fan base that was growing and I was making some money off of it. So, you know, I just wasn't really thinking about it, but you know, I, I do wonder from time to time how some of those books would have done if they had come out wide instead of just been exclusive to Amazon. But the past is the past. And I've talked about it on the show from time to time that, you know, I hit a really deep depression that lasted for years and didn't get anything published and actually lost most of the relationships that I had in my life, except for the one that I have with my husband, who is a saint for sticking with me through all that. But I basically lost my readership. Because if I'm not producing books, they forget you. 
and the algorithms forget, forget you. I mean, there, even the people out there who still remember Shine Like Thunder or The Chain or Liquid Sky or Fate's Harrow fondly, and those people that I meet every now and then that remember the ill-fated Pharaon, um, yeah, the, even if they do remember me, making sure that they know <laughs> that I'm doing stuff again, you know, a lot of people weren't on social media when my depression started. So while I did have a Facebook presence and while I did have a Twitter presence, you know, that they, they, I don't even think Instagram was really a thing. I, I think my depression started before Facebook even bought Instagram. Um, timelines, they're weird. Um, so, you know, I didn't have that connection and, you know, that's my bad. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, I'm really stuck on getting something written right now, but it's also why I have set the goal this year of producing at least one book because I want to make a comeback. And this really is my comeback tour. You know, when I think about how many people once listened to the podcasts that I do, and I look at the audience that I have now, I am so happy that you all are here. But the numbers are soul crushing because I know where I had been before my brain cratered me into the ground. And with the last two attempts, like half-hearted attempts I had at getting a new book out, you know, I, I the numbers were so different. And it, it's, it's not like I thought people were waiting around for me to start talking again or to start writing again or anything like that. It's just, I didn't expect it to be this hard because it's, it's, it is starting over again. I'm starting from scratch, even though I have books out, even though I've had success with the books that I have out, I I'm starting all over again. And it's a weird feeling. Like I, you guys know, I watch a lot of author tube and hope one day to have the courage to turn cameras on to be a part of it. Um, and to periodically post over there. That's why there's a link to the YouTube in the show notes, but eh, I'm not, I'm not as good about that as I want to be, but you know, I listen to a lot of these newbie writers who are working on their first book and I feel all that anxiety. I do. It, it's, it's terrifying because I, I want people to read my stories. I want people to care about what I'm doing. And yeah, part of that is ego and vanity, but part of that's just because I, f I love these stories and I want other people to love them too. So in some ways, I think it's important for us, especially here on the podcast to be completely and totally honest with each other. You can always start over. You can always start again. I mean, that's, if nothing else, that's the lesson of my life. But not only is this like doing my first book, it, it's also, it's the first one since I came out as trans. It's the first one since I changed my pronouns. It's the first one since I've kind of figured me out. So it's not just 
a new book coming out or a new career as a writer or a podcaster or any of those things. It's like, it's like this perverse debutante ball that I have to go and prove to the world that, Hey, not only am I here, but I am valid. (laughs) And I don't want to do that. that. That's not what this is about for me. And I think this is something that's just come with age. You know, I'm in my forties now and I've been through a lot in the intervening years. (laughs) I've been through, oh, just, just almost too much. You know, I was in my twenties when my career started and here I am like two decades later, just about, I think it's been like 15 years or so since my first book came out. And I, I just... I don't want the same things. Like I don't have the same illusions that I had back then. I want to just tell good stories and find other people that are interested in those stories. So why do I feel this terror that I'm going to do it wrong? Why is there this nagging sensation inside of me that, oh, you're enjoying that. And that's a bad thing. Nobody's going to care about this because you're enjoying it too much. And I think part of it is something that I heard. I can't remember who it was talking about the other day where um, another author, they were talking about somebody else's experience. So this is like really true telephone, but they had decided to treat one of the projects that they're working on as if they were writing fan fiction. And I used to do that when I was a kid, I used to write fan fiction all the time. And I specifically say when I was a kid, because I haven't done it for way too long. And I kind of would like to get back to doing that. But that's all about finding time and energy and whatnot. But that is kind of what I'm doing right now. See, I'm a fan of this genre that I don't know what to call it. It's like somewhere between supernatural drama and supernatural romance that you're charmed your the chilling adventures of sabrina vampire diaries the originals legacies those are all in the same world um you, know, but you, you get what i'm saying right this kind of you know practical magic where it's about people and magic is there and it's supernatural and strange and weird and kind of scary, but magical and wonderful and beautiful at the same time. And I'm a big fan of that. And not to give too many spoilers, because I don't want to do that yet. Um, Even though I I did do a logo for the project I'm currently working on. And I love it. It's my desktop on the computer right now. And oh, I love it so much. And I can't wait to share it. But I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to like save it until I'm ready to start sharing more of this with y'all. But, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. This is my fan fiction. I like that kind of story. And I'm kind of crafting one. And it's amazing. And it's liberating. And I think that's what's scaring me more than anything else. You see, I'm not doing those things that you're told to do as a writer. I'm not studying the market. I'm not looking to see what's popular right now. I'm not going, Ooh, the new twilight books coming out. So vampires are probably going to be hot again. So maybe I should make sure that I'm fitting right in line with that. I'm not, 
doing any of that. And I probably should. Like, if I really wanted to give this the best chance that it could be, that's probably what I should be doing. But then I would be betraying my own interests. And this is for you creatives out there, no matter what you're doing, art, painting, comics, writing, whatever. This is the most important thing that you need to get through your heads. Because I wish I had done this when I was younger. Because it would have... It would have... Uh, kept a lot of the burnout and the stress that led to my depressive episode from building. I don't know that it would have stopped the depression, but it, it, it would have helped. Do what you love. That's it. Now, I know that sounds so trite and so just completely useless, but everyone is chasing the market. Everyone's chasing the market. If you chase the market with them, you're going to get lost in the pack. See, I didn't get that for years and chased, <laughs> chased the market. And the books that I had that were, that actually got finished, that were actually successful by metrics that I deemed to be the metrics of success, at least did back then, they were weird books. They were oddballs. They were strange little stories about a kitsune being trapped on a foreign planet by space <laughs> demons and, you know, a drag bar with actual fairies and dragons and whatnot in it. You know, th these are the stories I wanted to write. And they're the stories that I ended up writing. Because every now and then I would just have like a break and be like, you know, I'm just going to write this idea just to get it out of my head. And then I'd get it done. I'd be like, I like it so much and keep going forward. And those works were successful for me because they're my voice. They're my art. They are what I wanted to do. And while there are things that I wish I had done better with each and every one of them, and there always will be, because the more we learn about the craft, the more we see the uh, problems in our previous work. And that's going to be a perpetual process through the rest of our lives if we continue learning. And we should, so we don't, you know, become J.K. Rowling. Um, oh, I'm sorry, J.K. Look, Joanne, we, we need to talk. Just hit me up. We'll do an interview on the podcast. I'll put it out unedited. We need to talk about so many things. And I know you're never going to hear this, but... I feel like if I keep putting those vibes out into the universe, maybe, just maybe, maybe it'll happen. But yeah, I, I wish I had learned to follow my bliss, to follow my heart, to write the stories that I wanted to tell about the people and the characters and the worlds that I wanted to tell, no matter how weird they were. Because people would look at a lot of my early fiction and tell me how weird it was and how strange it was and how unrelatable the characters were because they were gay. And <laughs> I still get that one, by the way, every now and then. Um, now it's more like, do you have to have a trans character in every story? Yeah. <laughs> well, not every story, but most of them, yeah. But when it's all said and done, it, it we have to stay focused on what we care about because, oh, God forbid, I would have gotten an immense amount of success for a story I didn't care about. 
like the original, original, original OG Liquid Sky, the editor I had for that book, which I trusted way too much, told me some very stupid things and made me do some things that I really should not have done. And I cut the queer characters out of the book and I cut out an entire subplot and that made the book make sense because that's what they thought I should do. And I was new and didn't know any better. And I just did it. And later rewrote it to put all that back in. But, you know, if I had known then what I know now, I never would have done that. Because it's those weird quirks. It's those idiosyncrasies that make us interesting. It's what makes people actually care about our stories and about our work and about what we're doing. And in a lot of ways, I think that's what terrifies me about the project that I'm working on now. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. None of these characters are really analogs for my life. The very opening of the story is some people going to have a midnight picnic in the woods. And I used to do that. So that's probably as relatable <laughs> as the story is for me, like in some ways in most ways, but yeah, I, I don't, it's, it's not personal in that way. Like I'm not writing subtle autobiography, but there are things about these characters and about this world that are very revelatory of who I am and what my interests are. And it feels so oddly personal to be doing these things. You know, I've never written a story that had a scene in it that was strictly there to fill the character with wonder. I've never done that. I've never done that before. I don't know why I've never done that before, but I've never done that before. I'm doing it now. Why am I doing it now? Because it felt right. It felt appropriate. It felt like the thing to do. So I did. And there it is. Is it going to stay in the finished book? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when we get to that part. That's for editing. That's when Bob's allowed to talk. Right now, Bob's got to shut up. Until then, I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to write my story. And that is the most terrifying sentence I have ever uttered in my entire life. Because I'm not thinking about how my sister is going to feel about it or who she reads like everything that I write. Um, or, you know, how my friends are going to think about it or some specific readers that I do know are going to think about it. I'm just telling this story the way I want to tell this story and having fun along the way. And that violates everything that I have learned that violates everything that I know. And now I'm really putting myself out there. Like this is my big debut. This is my first real book back because I, I've gotten to the other side of the depression. It's still trying to claw at me, but you know, I'm completely there. Like I'm good. I'm exercising again. I am up and moving around. And despite some physical problems that keep cropping up and causing pain, eh, that's just life. <laughs> I'm back. And in a a lot better headspace than I've been in a long time with 
the obvious exception of all the anxiety and stress that I'm feeling because, you know, we're living through a horror movie in slow motion with a Lovecraftian presidency that will one day ruin us all. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm working on my second debut novel. What are you doing? I would love to know. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I'm CE Dorset on both. And I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Let me know what you want me posting over there. Because it's not so much like I want to cater to y'all. It's just I need poking and prodding to get me to come out of my shell. Because I just don't want to do that. (laughs) And I don't mean like I don't want to do social media. It's like interacting with the world is hard for me right now. It's just something I don't feel comfortable doing. So yeah, well, Brad, help me. Help me get out of my shell. Anywho, you can also find links to everything that I'm doing over at projectshadow.com. Alrighty. If you've got a buck you can pass my way, in those same show notes, you'll find a link to both the listener support and my Patreon. Thank you to everyone who does that. You mean the world to me. Um, if you don't have any money right now, oh... Now more than ever, I truly understand that. So don't worry about it. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know. I mean, I do get paid for the ads and stuff. So, you know, that helps. More people that listen, the more I make. So you can help by helping the show grow. Alrighty, I think that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I've really wanted to get this off my chest for a while and I almost feel like I need to subtitle this an author confession. It kind of was. Anywho, until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye. <laughs>